Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. Now, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for jumping on board. I do things a little differently with this podcast, unlike my others, where I go episode by episode and season by season with Growing Pains and doing things a little different with... <laughs> um... I pick a character once a month, and I feature four episodes, ranging from, you know, season one, you know, two, three, you know, whatever. And, you know, basically they're kind of like my favorite episodes, or just episodes I think that um, maybe the actor or actress had a shining moment, or I just really overall enjoyed the episode. So that's kind of how I'm doing things here. You know, I just... I went through the episode list. Guys, there are a lot of Growing Pains episodes. I'm like, I don't even want to go there. Some of them are kind of dumb. But um, we are going to get to some important ones with um, Carol and Mike when I get to them. Episodes like the cocaine episode with Mike going to that party. Um, with Carol, there are some episodes with her. Stuff like that. And if you have Amazon Prime, guys, you can watch Growing Pains right along with me. So you can listen to the episode and go back and watch the episode on Amazon Prime. Or if you want, you can follow along on Instagram at Growing Pains Pod or the Show Me That Smile Again Facebook page so you guys can see what episodes are going to be coming up for the week. And you can watch it and then come back and listen to the podcast episode. I do like to play some clips throughout the episode. I think it's fun that way, you know? But uh, this is the second episode, Ben's episode, for he is a chosen character for the month of March. And... This episode comes from Season 4, Episode 8, entitled Ben's First Kiss. Now, I want to clarify something. Um, This is not Ben's first first kiss. I mean, if you count the cheek kiss that he got in the last episode from his babysitter, Trudy, or if you just want to count this lip-to-lip, mouth-to-mouth kiss from his crush, Judy Jones, who is played by, we all know her as Jenny Lewis. She was in The Wizard. Um, I think she's also a singer. Um, this episode aired on December 7th of 1988. 
So, so far in this time period of the show, the youngest Seaver that we know of since season one is no longer the youngest Seaver child. Enter baby Chrissy, who is still just a little baby. She was born in early season four in Birth of a Seaver. Mike, who has graduated from college at the end, or from college, no, he graduated from high school at the end of season three. He's now going to college. I think he's also going on possible acting gigs at this point. I'm not 100% sure, but he is living above the garage in his own little apartment. So I'm getting to read the synopsis here. Ben wants to score a date with a classmate who is not allowed to date. So Ben throws himself a spontaneous birthday party at home and invites her. With the help from Mike and Carol, they concoct a scheme to make it all happen. Because, of course, you got to get the parents out of the house if you want a party to happen, right? Right. Uh, this episode's got a 6.4 out of 10. Based on 30 ratings, it was directed by John Tracy. The creator, Neil Marlins, wrote this, along with Tim O'Donnell, who I believe probably wrote this story itself. Oh, we got some connections here. Uh, just one. The Godfather, Uncle Nunzio, says he is going to play a musical number they can't refuse. Adorable. Adorable. Boners, Mike's friend, Boners, Uncle Nunzio. <laughs> Alright guys, let's watch this episode. Yes! Benny! One of my favorite characters on the show. I like him more than Mike. Alright, so we begin the cold open. We are in junior high in what looks like maybe science class. Well, I see a lot of microscopes on lab tables. So Ben's hanging with his friends Vito and Stinky Sullivan, who, poor Stinky Sullivan, is at least two feet shorter than Ben and Vinny. I mean, Vito. Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the guys are hanging back, leaning against one of the back tables by the window, and Vito's all like, all right, Seaver, the next girl who walks through that door is yours. So they're sizing up girls, divide and conquer against... The good-looking ones, the not-so-good-looking ones. So this one girl walks in, and she's got dark hair, kind of a... Maybe Italian-type, you know, olive skin. And Vito's like, oh, now that is a woman. And then Stinky says something like, Maroon. Like, what the fuck did he just say? Because Ben and Vito look at Stinky like, what the fuck just came out of your mouth? And Ben is rocking. Let me tell you, if I were a 13-year-old girl, I would so be jazzing on Ben Seaver because he is looking sharp. He's got this light baby blue short sleeve shirt with a blue and black flannel long sleeve of button up here and <laughs> stinky why do they hang out with stinky oh my goodness stinky to ben is like boners mike's friend boner they all gotta have the goofy weird not so intelligent kind of weird sidekick person <laughs> who's gonna make a weird offhanded comments that get looks like that 
So this girl comes in, Mary Maglietta or whatever her name is, and Ben's like, oh, is she wearing falsies? Like, fake boobs? And then Ben kind of, because the girl drops her lunch on the floor and then uh, her sack lunch on the floor, drops it, goes to pick it up. And the way that Ben kind of stands on tiptoe, like he can see through, this girl is wearing a long sleeve shirt. Ben, I don't know what the fuck you think you're th seeing. He's like, oh, false alarm, training bra. You can't see she's wearing a training bra through a, a long sleeve shirt. Of course, we get stinky with a, what's she training them to do anyway? And Ben and Vito just say, shut your mouth, stinky, okay? We'll tell you when you can talk. Now we get Jenny Lewis. Jeb. Judy Jones. Which, I think there is an episode where uh, Carol goes to the carnival and meets that guy. And she says her name, you know, gives a fake name, Judy Jones. So, And Ben is... So, God, God, like, whoa, look what Judy Jones is wearing. As he starts to slowly walk forward like he is in a trance. He is finally, he's season four, we're two seasons away from season two when he supposedly hit puberty. He is in it. So Vito's like, hey, Seaver, you got no shot at Judy, okay? Unless she's into guys with dorky haircuts. And both... Vito and Stinky make fun of Ben. Excuse me, Vito? Stinky? Why don't you look at yourselves in the fucking mirror and look at your damn weird-ass hairdos, okay? Ben's hairdo is fucking rockin', like a rock star. But Ben's like, hey, look, my dad made me get a haircut, okay? I don't like this any more than you do. So Vito's like, hey, hey, relax, all right? She's coming over, so she's gonna, uh say hey to Ben here. This girl, she's all about him. She's scoped out Ben Seaver. She likes what she sees. She notices he's got a new haircut. So she's like, hey, Ben, you got a new haircut? And he's like, yeah, it looks pretty bad, doesn't it? And she's like, oh, no, I think it looks really cool. And she runs her fingers through it, and she's just grinning ear to ear like, I want me some of that boy. I want me some of that Seaver. She walks away, and Ben, you gotta wipe up that puddle of drool on that floor, because he is dribbling. He's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So Stinky, of course, has to ruin the moment, like, hey, if some girl did that to me, I'd slug her, as he pounds his fist into his hand. I'm like, Stinky, no girl will ever touch you, ever. So you can just, uh back off on uh, wanting to pound a girl's face in, okay? And they're kind of waving their hand in front of Ben's face like, hey, Ben! And Ben's like, she wants me. Like, yeah, she wants you, boy. And Vito's like, for what? And Ben's like, I don't know. Really, Ben? You don't know? <laughs> so I'm going to play this scene here where uh, <laughs> Judy comes over. Boy, 
that to me, I'd slug her. <laughs> then she wants me. So now we get the opening here. We got Jason. Maggie is holding baby Chrissy, giving her a bottle. We got Mike in the back there with his curly mullet. We got Carol. And we got Ben wearing the same black and blue flannel long sleeve shirt as he was in the cold open. So by season four, you definitely have at the end of the theme song where the person standing last when the other people go to the, into the house, that is the story that they're going to feature. But then again, if you didn't get it from the title of the episode, Ben's First Kiss, I don't know where you are. Alright, we come out of the intro. Jason's in his office and Ben is like, boom! Doors open. Dad, oh my gosh, you have to tell me. Um, I got a big question. What does it mean when a girl runs her fingers through a guy's hair? Ben, wow, um, you know your dad's a psychiatrist, you know that if you ask him a question, he's gonna give you a long-ass lecture filled with information from books and stuff about humpback whales that he'll later talk to Mike about, my goodness gracious sake. Jason is so jazzed about, hey, I bet you got a lot of compliments on your new haircut, huh? And almost is like, because Jason's got his hair going on kind of where it's spiky like pushed up spiky in the front so it's almost like i want you to get a haircut just like me son i mean we can't really do that with your brother since he's got a curly mullet but we can uh we can give you a little makeover since you're uh 13. Dad, Dad, I got... hey hi ben hey bet you got a lot of compliments on your new haircut huh Later, Dad. Look, I gotta ask you something. Okay, Benny, shoot. What does it mean when a girl runs her fingers through a guy's hair? Well, when a girl... <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm glad you came to me on this, Ben. I guess uh, maybe this time we had a little refresher talk on that subject, huh? But all I want to know That's is... That's all right. Go ahead and have a seat. We'll start at the beginning. <laughs> nah, we can skip the pistols and the stamens with you, can't we, Ben, huh? <laughs> Yes, let's start with our friends, the mammals. Hmm? Now, as you remember, Ben, when that old humpback whale starts to swim with other humpback whales his own age outside the family unit. So, yeah, Ben just wants an answer to his simplistic question. He doesn't want a lecture about humpback whales. Because Jason even go, he goes to get a book off the shelf. He's like, well, Ben, we can skip the pistols and the stamens with you, can't we? I mean, you're already advanced here with the question you're asking me. Let's go straight to humpback whales. Like, ugh. Poor Ben. As Jason is just starts reading He's like, now, as you recall from our last discussion about humpback whales. And now we see Ben in Mike's apartment recounting what Jason lectured him about. Like, look, my dad told me basically everything and anything I would ever want to know about humpback whales. And I didn't even want to know, like, anything like about humpback whales. 
I just, I have a question. Please, can you give me an honest answer? You're a guy. You've been out with a lot of girls. You have experience. Help me with my dilemma. I need this answer to my question. So Mike's like, oh, the humpback whale deal, huh? So I guess that Ben is not the only one that he has pulled that on. Of Apparently Mike had to sit through a lecture on humpback whales and their mating rituals. So this is interesting here as... Ben says, all he wanted to know is what it means when a girl runs a finger through a guy's hair. And Mike's like, Benny, 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 why would you go to dad when you can come to me? And Ben's like, well, dad always said, if you have questions about girls, Ben, you better come to me. Don't just pick it up in the street like Mike did. Um, the last episode we did with Ben going through puberty, my brother, myself, season two. And Ben, of course, asked a question, you know, about girls and everything. He's going through puberty. He's going through the change of, uh, from young boy to preteen boy. And I remember Mike saying, now, Ben, Dad promised me if you had questions about girls that I would tell you to go to him and not me. But as now, it's kind of, Mike's reversing that, like, why did you go to dad? Come to me. I have the experience. I will gladly share it with you. <laughs> and uh, Mike's like, hey, do you see a street here? Okay, look, um, let me give you a bit of my experience. I remember the first time a girl put her hands in my hair. Let me see. I don't remember her name, Karen something or other. And Ben's like, you don't remember her last name? And here's the kicker. It happened in nursery school. M Mike's like, well, I remember. We were just sit putting the plastic over the clay to keep it moist. And then I felt a little tiny tug on my, what did he say? Smog or smugs? Like, just his hair. So old Mike here has been getting girls since nursery school. But then again, I mean, when we cover the graduation episode, we get to little five-year-old Mikey, and he's a cutie pie. He, he's got that charm and wit and funniness already, like, straight out of the womb. That boy is... He's all about it. So I'm going to play this clip here. All I'm saying is Dad told me a lot more than I wanted to know. Ever. The humpback whale deal? <laughs> I mean, all I asked is, what does it mean when a girl runs her fingers through a guy's hair? Betty, Betty, why would you want to ask Dad that when you've got me? Well, Dad always says to come to him. Don't just pick it up in the street like Mike did. <laughs> you see a street here? No, but I Betty, was just... Betty, you got to understand. Women today like guys who are more gentle and sensitive. You know how to fake that slop better than me. <laughs> All, right. All right, now show me exactly what you did. She went like this. All right, and how to make you feel? God help me, I loved it. <laughs> so means she wants me, right? Uh, no doubt about it. Mike, I've done girls with cute and stuff before, but I've never had one touch me on purpose and like mean it. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I'll never, never ever forget the first girl who did that to me. Rhonda, something or other.
We had just uh, put the plastic over the clay to keep it moist. <laughs> then we set up our cots when I felt this tiny tug on my smock. Hey, remember me? Oh, oh, right. Sorry, Benny. Okay, no, listen. You just got... So Mike's like, all right. Show me exactly what this girl did to you. And Ben takes his hand and goes just above Mike's ear, runs his fingers through it, exactly like Judy Jones did to him. And Mike's like, okay, how did that make you feel? And Ben's like, God, help me, I loved it. And it's like, yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> So Ben's like, so that means that she wants me, right? And Mike's like, hell yeah, she does. <laughs> so Ben's like, you know, I mean, I thought girls in, were cute and stuff before, but I've never actually had one touch me on purpose and, like, mean it. So Ben is definitely, he's definitely getting older. He's definitely growing up. And it's just these feelings. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to make the wrong move. I gotta say, I do not like Mike's curly mullet. It is just, he needs to cut it. It's, I think he cuts it later on, which is good. It just looks, it's too much. It's frizzy, it's curly, it's just utterly not, mm. I mean, if I had to choose my favorite Mike Seaver hair, Season one all the way. I mean, I really liked the pilot where his hair was not really curly. It was more straight and more blonde. But now it's starting to get darker. Like, as dark as the brownish green, uh, evergreen forest uh, turtleneck that he's wearing. It's that color to the point where you can't tell where his the bottom of his hair ends and the top of that uh, turtleneck begins. So... Mike's in Fantasyland remembering about a nursery school and this girl whose name is actually not... It's Rhonda, not Karen. And Ben has to, like, wave a hand in front of Mike's face. Like, Mike, hey, you remember me? Let's focus on my problem right now. Not your weird fantasies. So Mike's like, all right, all right. Now you got to remember, Ben, this is the first time a girl has ever put a move on you. Are you ready to take that next step? And Ben is like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I am so ready. So Ben's all like, can I borrow your apartment? And Mike's like, for what? And Ben's like, I, I don't know. And it's like, can I borrow, borrow your car? And Mike's like, for what? And Ben's like, I don't know. It's like, buddy, slow down. Slow your roll here, okay? <laughs> uh, you're 13 now, not 17. <laughs> Even Mike's like, Benny, you're skipping some major steps here. But I got to tell you, I like your attitude. <laughs> I love how Mike's like, that proves you got that fever blood pumping through those veins. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So I was like, all right, tell me the girl's name. Like, Judy Jones. Like, her name is Judy Jones. And Mike's like, all right, here, let me hit you with a pillow because you're getting a little, uh, you're rubbing your engine a little too much here. Down boy. So the goal, end goal here is that Ben wants to kiss Judy. Like, all right, that's your goal, right, Ben? And Ben's like, yeah, that is my goal. Thank you for helping me, Mike. And he runs out and it's like, ugh. Ben, please, come back here. So I'm going to play this clip. Right, sorry, Benny. Okay, no, listen. You just got to realize, Benny, that this is the first time a girl has ever put a move on you. Now, are you ready to take that next step? Yes, yes, yes. All right, good. Can I buy your apartment? For what? I don't know. Can I buy your car? For what? I don't know. Benny, Benny, you're skipping some major steps. 
sincere. But I gotta say, excellent attitude. <laughs> you got that fever blood pumping through those veins. Tell me about it. Yeah. All right, now, like, you have to put a lip lock on what's her name, right? Judy. Her name's Judy Jones. Hey, down, boy. All right. Now, listen. Listen, uh, we agree. That is your goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is my goal. Thanks, Mike. I'm glad I talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? What you gotta do is ask her out. Right. I'll ask her out. <laughs> Where should I ask her to go? A movie is always the perfect cover. Right. Ben, don't move. <laughs> A movie. Dark, you get to sit real close, and maybe, just maybe, she'll share your goobers. So, Mike pretty much gives Ben advice about, hey, you want to put a lip lock on this girl? You want to kiss her? Okay, here's what you do. You ask her out. You go to a movie. And he's, Ben's like, well, why a movie? And Mike's like, because it's dark, you get to sit real close, and maybe, just maybe, she'll share your goober candy. Or your popcorn, or whatever, and you, your hands will touch, it'll be a love connection, kissy kissy in the dark, it'll be great. Alright, so it's next morning, we have Carol cooking some bacon, getting breakfast ready for the family, since Maggie's having to take care of baby Chrissy. Okay, actually, the reason that Carol is cooking is because Maggie wants to get back to her, she wants to get to her exercise class, because, of course, after having a baby, she wants to get back in shape, get her figure back, and Mike comes in, and, you know, we've had banter from Carol and Mike, you know, they argue like brother and sister, but the fat jokes are still rolling in, and eventually I think they are going to take their toll on uh, Tracy Gold, who plays Carol, which, how can it not, after years and years and years, you're on a show and someone's calling, like, writers are writing into the script for the character who plays your brother to call you fat. I mean, he calls her a wench. Like, oh, you're cooking breakfast? If I'd have known, I would have stayed in my apartment with my beef jerky. Like, Mike, why the fuck didn't you then? He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Serve it up, wench. Like, fuck your shit, Mike. So Mike, uh, Jason comes in like, hey, well, 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 someone else cooking. I could get used to this. And then, of course, Maggie comes through. You know, her exercise bag in hand, she's ready to be out the door, like, well, 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 someone else. And then Mike and Jason are like, uh, Mom, that's already been covered, like, at least once now. So Ben comes in with his bag, and he's like, Carol's cooking? And Mike's like, Ben, it's been covered. We don't need a, a third repeat here. So Maggie notices Ben, like, oh, hi, sweetie. Or she calls him Pumpkin. Pumpkin, you're looking very handsome today. And Ben's smiling, like, yep, that's the plan. That's what I'm going for. Just got to get those ladies, or at least that one lucky lady, Judy Jones. So Chrissy starts crying from upstairs. You can hear her. And Maggie's like, since you're home, husband, why don't you take care of Chrissy? I'm going to go get back in shape. So, Ben is eating breakfast, and of course, Mike's got to get his digs in, like, oh, what's this cologne you're wearing, Forever Butterscotch? Like, okay, if they made a cologne or even a perfume that smelled like butterscotch, I would be all over that. I really, I don't wear perfume, but if they made a, like, food-scented type 
perfumes and stuff like that, or even colognes. Like, I, I'd buy that for Jeremy. Like, Jeremy, put on this butterscotch or caramel cologne. I would sniff you all day. So I'm going to play this clip as Mike's getting his digs in, and then Carol's like, Ooh, Ben, you're in love? Because Mike's like, ooh, Benny, I'm not going to say anything now that you're in love. Like, ooh, Mike, Carol, please. You know what? I got to get to school. And Carol's like, loss of appetite. It's definitely love. So, um, what school are you wearing? Forever butterscotch? Mike, <laughs> you promise. All right, all right. I won't say a word now that you're in love. Mike, come on. In love, Ben, you? I gotta get to school. <laughs> but Ben, you didn't touch your breakfast. I'm not hungry. Loss of appetite. It's definitely love. Uh, I should have just found a guy instead of going on that diet. <laughs> How could you have found a guy? You were a pig. Of course, now you look great. Ooh, take my breath away. <laughs> So Carol, of course, she says this thing where it's like, oh, I should have found a guy instead of just going on that diet. And then Mike has to say, how could you have found a guy? You're a pig. Like, what the fuck? Writers? I've seen shows with siblings that make fun of each other. Do they call each other fat? Do they call each other porky? No. They might call each other dum-dum or something like that, but... Ugh, this is just cruel. Now we get to school, and the the teacher is talking about Dr. Graham Bell inventing the telephone. What was his first words to Mr. Watson on the phone? And Ben, meanwhile, is writing down a message to give to Judy, which the teacher confiscates and says, No, Mr. Seaver, the first words said Dr. Bell to Mr. Watson on the phone were not, Hi, you're cute. Want to go to a movie? And it's like, Oh, of course, the uh, bell rings, class is dismissed. And Stinky says, like, Oh, that was so funny, I almost wet my pants. And then Vito's like, hey, maybe next time, Stinky. Like, ugh. Words that Alexander Graham Bell said on the telephone. A hint. He said it to his assistant, Mr. Watson. Igor. Vito. I don't care. Uh, what did Alexander Graham Bell say to Mr. Watson? Uh, elementary, my dear Watson. <laughs> Wrong, Vito. And now let's hear what uh, Mr. Seaver's answer is, which he has so thoughtfully written down for us. No, Mr. Seaver, Alexander Graham Bell's first words on the telephone to Mr. Watson were not, Hi, you're cute. Want to go to a movie? That was great. I almost wet my pants. Better luck next time, Stinky. <laughs> you guys spread out. Judy's coming over. Of course. No, not at all. Damn it, Ben, just be honest. Ugh, shit. I had to look up because it looked like his teacher was played by the guy who played Coach Lubbock in Growing Pains, but it's not the same guy. It's like, I thought maybe it was, but I'm like, no, that wouldn't make any sense. 
Granted, it's not like they haven't used the same actor as different characters on the show before. So, uh, Ben's like, all right, you guys, get out of here. Judy's coming over. She has the notes. I'm guessing the teacher did see it was addressed to her, gave it to her. And she comes over like, oh, was this actually addressed to me? And Ben's like, oh, no, no, not at all. I'm like, Benny, come on, buddy, just be honest. You like the girl. I know you're nervous. She's not going to turn you down. I mean, she did touch your hair. So that means she likes you. So, of course, when he says no, not at all, she's like, oh, sorry. And then she starts to walk away, and Ben's like, would you? And she's like, would I what? And he's like, well, would you go to a movie with me? And she's like, well, I'd love to, but I can't. And he's like, oh, well, thanks anyway. And she tells him, like, no, no, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that my mom says I'm not allowed to go out on date dates for at least another two years. So they're 13, so she's probably, holy shit. That is some fucking loud thunder. Holy moo. Oh, Quinny, are you okay? I know. It's just thunder, girl. You've heard it before. It's okay. Yeah, she's a little worried. Um, but she says, you know, her mom made this rule where she can't date for at least another two years, which makes sense. They're only 13. That is too young to start dating. Um... So, she does tell Ben, like, well, if someone was having a party, I could go there, you know. I would love to meet you there. She runs her fingers through his hair again. He's like, oh, uh, you know what? And, and, and Brent's, Ben's just, his mind's, like, on Judy mode. So, of course, he thinks of the most obvious thing, like, um, uh, party, yeah, me, my, my birthday, um, will you come to my birthday party? And she's like, well, wait a minute, um, I thought your birthday was in, like, uh, October. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that, but it's not. So she's like, I wouldn't miss it for the world, Benjamin. We get a Benjamin, which it seems like all the girls that are into Ben call him Benjamin, just like Trudy the babysitter. Bye, Benjamin. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to play this clip. Oopsie. What the hell? Was this addressed to me? No, not at all. So could you? Could I what? Go to a movie with me. No, I'm sorry. Thanks anyway. No, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that my mom says I can't go out on date dates for another two years. But, like, if somebody was having a party, I could meet you there. I'd love to meet you there. Party. Well, son of a gun, somebody is having a party. Who? Me. Why didn't you say so? I was just asking myself the same question. When's the party? You busy tonight? No. It's tonight at my house. What kind of party? A birthday party. Whose birthday? Mine. I thought your birthday was in October. A lot of people do. I wouldn't miss it for the world, Benjamin. Benjamin, whoa. <laughs> you know, Stinky, I just invited Judy to a birthday party at my house tonight. But it's not even your birthday. I don't care. All right, party! Judy says that 
she can go to a party where there's like a group of other people. They can hang out there. And Ben's like, who? Oh, really? A party? Um, great. Um, someone is having a party. And she's like, who? And he's like, me. And she's like, well, when is it? Like, you busy tonight? And she's like, no. He's like, well, it's tonight at my house. She's like, well, what kind of party is it? And he's like, a uh, birthday party. She's like, well, whose birthday is it? Uh, mine. And she's like, well, wait a minute. No, I thought your birthday was in October. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, a lot of people think that, but it's it's not. It's It's tonight. Well, she's like, oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world, Benjamin. And she, she runs her hands through his hair twice. Her hand through his hair. When she's like, if someone were having a party, I could meet you there. I'd love to meet you there. And then I wouldn't miss it for the world, Benjamin. Like, twice. So she leaves. And Ben rushes over to Vito and Sneaky. Like, hey, I just invited Judy over to my house for a birthday party. And they're like, well, wait a minute. No, it's not your birthday. He's like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I want her over there. I want to hang out with her. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. Party, 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 party. And they're like, wait. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Actually, I care. I care. Too late. They're letting every damn kid in that hallway know. And Robin Thicke, son of Alan Thicke, appears in the doorway like, hey, Siva, can I invite my cousin from Hoboken? And Ben is freaking out. Now he's got to go to Mike. So we get back to the house and we see baby Chrissy with Jason. Aw, because he wants to tell her about the humpback whales. And Ben is like, Dad, where's Mike? And Jason's like, well, hey, don't I get a hello? And Ben's like, hello, where's Mike? And Jason's like, buddy, are you upset? And Ben's like, no, no, I'm not upset. And please, please don't tell me any more about um, um, humpback whales. So Ben runs out to Mike's apartment. So... <laughs> Ben runs out the door to Mike's apartment. Jason's like, see, about the humpback whale. You know, when he gets to be a certain age. And you see Chrissy kind of looking probably at her real mom or dad who are standing off camera. Like, I don't really care about humpback whales either. Please don't tell me about them. So Ben is in a bind and Mike is not helping. Like, oh, let me see. You decided to invite a girl over to a birthday party when it's not your birthday and you didn't ask mom and dad permission. You are way in over your head. And Ben is like, Mike, please, please just help me, okay? I got to make this right. I really like this girl. Just do me a solid and help me out here. Myself into some real doozies, but this is truly major league. <laughs> okay, so you got what? 30 kids coming over tonight? If I'm lucky, that'll be all. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> well, let's keep our heads here. Alright, now you're having a birthday party tonight, but it's not really your birthday. And even if it was, you don't have mom and dad's permission to have a party. Is that about it? <laughs> this is real bad. <laughs> I'll just tell everybody that I lied and there's no party. No, 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 Benny, Benny, listen to me. If your friends cannot rely on your word, especially when you're lying, and you got no future as a teenager. Is it my fault it's not my birthday? Hey, that's it. That's it, Benny. I got it. Well, give it to me. Why can't today be your birthday? You know what I mean? No. Come on, Benny, aren't you listening to me? Listening to what? We are going to have your birthday party. But it's not my birthday. Benny, Benny, come on, wake up and smell your birthday cake. We're going to need some brains on this operation. Stinky can help. You were this close to me and tossed out that window. <laughs> I am talking about Carol. Carol will never help me. Oh, come on, Benny. You know how anytime somebody mentions romance, Carol goes completely bat poop? <laughs> yeah, so? So we tell her about Judy. And then she'll get all weepy like Mom, and then she'll help out. I can almost hear that high-pitched squeal now. <laughs> <laughs>
like, like, let me guess, you got like 30 kids coming over here tonight, even though you're, did not, you did not ask mom and dad's permission to have a party, and Mike is just gleeful, like, oh, I've got myself into some doozies, but this is, Ben, this is totally amazing here. And I'm thinking, that episode is that weekend at Mike's, I didn't cover that one in season one, but it was where Mike had a party with a bunch of his friends over, and... Jason, Maggie, Carol, and Ben were all visiting Carol or uh, Maggie's parents. I remember that. Uh, family didn't find out about that party. So Ben is like, well, I'll just tell everyone that the party is off. No big deal. And Mike tells Ben, like, hey, look, if, you, if your friends can't trust you even when you're lying, then you have no life as a teenager. You have no future as a teenager. So we're going to have your birthday party. And Carol is going to help because she's all about that googly, gushy, mushy, romantic stuff. And Mike's like, eh, I can heal her high pitch, hear her high pitch squeal now. Like, does she feel the same way about you? I think so. So will you? Well, of course I'll help you. Oh, Ben. What'd I tell you? Okay, now we don't have much time here. See, Benny? She's already thinking. I know the perfect way to get Mom and Dad out of the house. Mike, I do assume you're willing to do your part to help out? Hey, you know me. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Why hasn't Mike called you? Hey, Willie, Will. Sure he knows what to say? Relax, I even wrote him a script. You're right, honey. What was I thinking? Of course, I'll cook dinner, you breastfeed the baby. <laughs> to get Jason and Maggie out of the house and I guess they have Mike on the phone pretending to be some um, Indian restaurant owner and <laughs> Ben and Carol kind of chilling on the couch reading magazines trying to be aloof as Jason comes down the stairs and is like honey that's okay fine you breastfeed the baby I will get dinner started like yeah because you can't breastfeed the baby, Jason. <laughs> so, Mike puts on this really offensive Indian accent. He's like, my name is... I'm not going to do it. But he tells Jason that for one night only, he and his wife have won a dinner for two at the Star of India restaurant. And up to $40. <laughs> so, yeah. It took... Uh, Carol got the money from Mike's wallet, 40 bucks. So, yeah. So, basically, Mike hooks Jason into this meal by saying that it's free. Sets up a time around 8 o'clock. Jason is not at all, really. He seems suspicious going into the phone call. But he's like, oh, yeah. He didn't say, how did you get this number? Is this a scam? He's like, yeah, let me look. I'm like, yep, 8 o'clock works great. I will let my wife know. We'll be there. Goodbye. So, Jason gets off the phone, looks at Carol, like, hey, Carol, would you mind? And Ben's like, babysitting? She'd love to. And Carol kind of, like, hits Ben in the shoulder, like, Ben, let me... Sure, Dad, I mean, I had plans, but I can take care of it. Absolutely. You and Mom go out. You need an evening for, by yourself since Chrissy's been born. Go out and have a good time. Don't worry. I will take care of everything. So, we get to 
Ben getting all anxious as Ben or Mike comes through the door like, Mike, when are mom and dad going to leave? Ha, ha, ha. And, and Mike looks at him like, easy boy. Keep your pants on. Keep your shirt on. Just hold yourself, all right? It'll be fine. Your, your friends will be here. Just relax and act normal. Totally cash. So Carol comes in the front door, says, all right, the, the drinks are in the car. Decorations are under the porch. And she mentions how she even managed to get condiments. Of course, Mike looks at Carol in horror like, Carol, what are you talking about? These are high school, junior high children. Like, condiments like ketchup, mustard, mayo, not prophylactics. Damn it, Mike, are you that stupid? I mean, we know he's never had sex before, so <clears throat> maybe he's not all up there with uh, <coughs> confusing condoms for condiments. So this is where Carol let, reveals that uh, I dropped 40 bucks at the restaurant, and Mike's like, well, are you sure 40 is going to be enough? And Carol's like, well, it better be. That's all I found in your wallet. And Mike's like, what? My wallet? What are you? And she's like, you said whatever it takes. Well, it took your $40. Oh, she found it on his dresser, not in his wallet. Never mind. Okay, phone rings. It's another concerned parent who wants to speak to Jason Seaver. So Mike has to impersonate Jason. Just says, hey, don't worry. I'll be here all night. I'll watch your kids. Never fear. Oh, Jason and Maggie haven't even fucking left yet. Because when Jason comes down, Mike mentions, I'll be here all evening. And Jason's like, you'll be here all evening? Are you okay? What's wrong with your voice? Like, oh, I'm sick. I, I don't want to infect all the college girls of Long Island, so I'm staying in. So Maggie and Jason open the door. They're ready to head out. Stinky Sullivan is wearing a fucking tuxedo. This is not a gala, Stinky. You could have just dressed casually. But he's got a birthday gift. So Jason's like, Stinky, what are you doing here? And Stinky's like, what do you mean? What am I? And Mike, Carol, and Ben are all like, hand over the throat, throat, slicing motion. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Stinky, if you reveal this, we'll fucking kill you. Oh, he says that he just stopped by to say hey to Ben before he's on his way to a funeral. And Jason's like, with a gift? And I love Stinky's response. <laughs> We're circus people. I want to play this clip because this is probably the only funny thing this kid, to me, this kid says in this episode. Wearing a tuxedo. Uh, I'm going to my uncle's funeral. <laughs> With a present. We're circus people. <laughs> party on we got some nice children of color so more people arrive ben is at the door like hey is judy with you guys the girls shake their heads no and stinky's like hey what did you get ben for his birthday veto and Vito's like it's not his birthday dumb dumb i got him an empty fucking box and stinky's like oh man that's what i got him you all got him an empty box there's no presents there Oh, he, Vito called Stinky a deadhead? So Ben goes over to Vito and Stinky, like, hey, how's my breath smell? And uh, both Vito and Stinky kind of wave a hand in front of their face, like, what did you eat, Ben? Why does your breath smell like a mixture of vomit and B.O.? 
<laughs> so Vino says, hey, Saber, relax. It's going to go great. Judy's going to be here soon. This phony party is working out great. You know, I know you're going to put the moves on Judy. Stinky, you are just too much for words. Woman of the Hour has arrived. Judy, I don't like her dress. <laughs> or her, her top. I'm sorry. It's just, it's too pink. And it's too, it's too, um, uh, no, what the fuck is the word I'm looking at? Frilly. It's too frilly. So Ben takes her gift from him, from her, puts it on the table with the other gifts. Carol and Mike are all going, or Carol especially is like, oh, look, you cute little couple teenage preteens. You're so adorable. Ah! And, and Ben is just mocking Carol. It's like, Carol, you are acting kind of stupid. She's putting her hands on these two kids as this girl looks like she's going to feed this kid a chip. Like, go away. So Carol's like, all right, Mike, where's this band you supposedly got? And he's like, hey, they're in the kitchen warming up and keep your shirt on. And I mean that. We have impressionable young children here. Like, we got Boner's Uncle Nunzio on the accordion. And all the kids are just, we got some weird looking kids at this party. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be cruel. But this one girl, my goodness gracious. What did they put some of these kids in these clothes? It's just, what? Is that girl holding a wand? Oh, no, it's just something with the, something sticking out of her clothes. Okay. All right, so he's playing some low-tempo accordion music, and it looks like Ben and Judy want to kiss. She kind of initiates it while they're eating cake, and I'm going to play this clip. More cake? Three pieces are plenty. You having a good time? No. A great time. This is the best birthday party I ever had. I haven't even wished you happy birthday yet, have I? Nah, but that's okay. No, it's not. Happy birthday, Benjamin. Okay, everybody! Okay, huh? Time to put a finger out! So she's had three pieces of cake. And she's, he's like, hey, are you having a good time? And she's like, no, I'm having a great time. And she's like, I haven't even wished you happy birthday yet. He's like, oh, well, that's that's okay. You don't. And she's like, no, it's not okay. And she le she initiates, leans in to kiss. And he kind of lean, leans in a little bit. But boom, interrupt us. Carol, why? She's like, oh, it's time for the clothespin drop. And she brings this plastic container uh like you find on a water cooler oh my goodness and the kids are all jazzed about it yeah let's play this game like ugh so maggie and jason are at the restaurant and the server comes over and mentions like because jason's like that's included the beans morocco is included in the free dinner right and maggie's like free dinner what and it's like, well, we discuss it on the phone, he, he says to the server. And the server's like, I've never spoken to you before. And Jason's like, well, I smell a rat. As the server takes away whatever was underneath that uh, that serving tray. Ew, ew, run away. If they're going to serve you rat, oh, my God, get out of there. 
So Stinky won the clothespin toss, and he wins a pair of googly glasses. And Carol says something like, to the victor go the spoils. And Stinky's like, but my name's not Victor. So Uncle Nunzio's playing a slow song, and Judy and Ben are going to dance. slow dance. They almost kiss. It gets interrupted by Maggie and Jason as Maggie exclaims, what is going on here? And yeah, ugh. Mike comes in a lot when he's bringing more empty cups. And yeah, it's not good at all. Like, I can't believe it. I left you alone with Chrissy and you couldn't even take care of her. And Carol's like, Chrissy is fine. And Maggie's like, well, I hope you don't have any plans for the next six months. And, of course, Mike is trying to throw the whole thing. Like, Carol, what is this? Like, yeah, way to throw your sister under the bus, Mike. Which, I'm not surprised. That's just how Mike, that's what he does. And Mike goes over to Jason like, I, I'm very disappointed in Carol. And Jason's like, well, I'm very disappointed in you too, son. Or something. Like, I, I get what you're about, son. You fucking fucked me over on that phone call in that restaurant. You think I'm not wise to you, son? I'm wise. So, <laughs> yeah, like, Mike, go to your apartment. Carol, go upstairs. Ben, get all these kids out of my house. And Stinky, of course, Forgot to say that Jason and Maggie called because Jason says, however, I wasn't really um, believing that everything was fine hearing the accordion music in the background. Like, yeah, nice, co nice cover there, stink man. Um, he also kind of ruins it where it's like, oh, Ben, I'm sorry this had to happen on your birthday as the kids are starting to clear out. And Jason's already heading upstairs. And he turns around and he's like, birthday? Excuse me? 
Yeah, and Uncle Noonsy was playing like the funeral march or something like that. All right, so I'm going to play this clip where Ben and Judy finally kiss. <laughs> Judy, I know you probably think I'm the biggest weenie in the world, and if you never want to talk to me or even look Are at me Are you again, nuts? Anybody who get into this much trouble just to invite me to a party. It's pretty cool. Happy birthday, Benjamin. It's not really my birthday. Who cares? you know his gifts back to people as they walk out the door so ben thinks like he's ruined his chances with judy he's like hey judy i know you probably think i'm the biggest weenie in the world for doing this and you never want to see me or look at me or talk to me again i get it and she's like hey are you nuts any guy that would go to this much much trouble just to invite me to a party is pretty cool and she says, happy birthday, Benjamin. He's like, it's not really my... And she puts her finger to his lips. And she's like, who cares? It's like, I've been waiting to put my lips on your lips the whole fucking night. So get over here. <laughs> she kisses him. They kiss. It's his first official lip-to-lip kiss. And she walks away. Mike's been hiding under a, a plant that's on the porch there. And he's like, Ben! And Ben screams like, ah! And he says, hey there, how'd it go? And Ben's like, hey, she kissed me. And Mike's like, great, welcome to the club, Benny! And Ben's like, hey, it only gets better from here, right? And Ben tells him, well, or Mike says, well, no, actually, now you know what a real heartache is. Because we don't ever see this girl. We don't see Judy Jones again. I don't think we ever hear of her. Because I think Ben, like, dates some other girl in an episode that we don't see before he gets to dating Maura Lynn in season five, I think. is, Or is it later this season when she comes around? I'm not sure. So Carol is complaining in the end of the episode here how it's not fair, everyone got something out of this, but her, Mike got, or Ben got his first kiss, now he's combing his hair, and Mike got something out of his brother tasting the fruits of victory, whatever the fuck that means. Maggie's all like, Carol, what is your point here? And Carol's like, my point is, it's like, I tried to do something great, and now I'm being punished for it. So Maggie decides to cancel carol's punishment of course as soon as maggie leaves the room carol's all like see michael saver you're not the only one that can put one over on a parent maggie's back in the door like ah nice try at least mike knows when to say that after someone leaves the room your punishment is reinstated way to go carol oh my goodness you can learn a lesson from your brother <laughs> Alright, so that is the end of the episode. I hope that you liked it. I thought it was 
was cute. It was a cute episode. I'm going to give it an average 3 out of 5. Uh, the three things I liked, I liked Ben's hair. I liked Ben coming up with that party to invite Judy. I liked him getting his first kiss. Um, I didn't care for the restaurant thing, even though it only lasted a scene. It was kind of stupid. Um, and I didn't like that Carol was complaining about the fact that she didn't get anything out of this. Like, she's getting punished for helping her brother, her little brother, get his first kiss. Like, suck it up and move on, Carol. I guess, um, what I learned from this episode is siblings work together to help self solve problems. Like... If you have a situation you're, 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 that you need help with, your older siblings, I'm sure, will more than gladly help you get into more trouble or help you find a solution to solve your problem. So, all right. So the next episode I'll be focusing on is going to be from, also from season four, it's season four, episode 14, entitled Clay of Feet. This is the episode where we see Brad Pitt make a reappearance only as a different character. He is playing Jonathan Keith, a rock star who Ben idolizes. Maggie works some magic to get Ben backstage passes to meet Jonathan, Jonathan Keith. And Ben's idolization is shattered when he finds out that not all celebrities are as nice as they come off in the public eye. So that is going to be the next one. So I will say hey to some podcast listeners, and I'm going to be out the door. So you guys have a great, great weekend. All right, let's say hey to some podcast listeners. We have San Juan, Puerto Rico, Australia, Australia, Enfield, Connecticut, Moscow, Russian Federation, Republic of Korea, Jianju. J-E-O-N-J-U Cherry Brook, Australia Huntington Beach, California San Jose, California Niagara Falls, New York Farmington, Utah Montgomery, Alabama Summerfield, North Carolina San Juan, Puerto Rico Peoria, Arizona Karachi, Pakistan Barcelona, Spain Anaheim, California Central... South Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Bakersfield, California, Q-U-E-T-T-A, Pakistan, so was that Q-U-E-T-A, uh, Napa, Idaho, Bronx, New York, Smith's Station, Alabama, Kalyan, K-A-L-Y-A-N, India, Centerville, Maryland, Japan, Mexico City, Mexico, Republic of Korea, Walsall, W-A-L-S-A-L-L, United Kingdom, I'm sorry if I butchered that name, Columbus, Ohio, Wolverhampton, United Kingdom, Pakistan, Carson City, Nevada, Jersey City, New Jersey, East Eatontown, excuse me, Eatontown, New Jersey, Griffin, Georgia, Germany, Easton, Maryland. Houston, Texas, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Bowie, Maryland, Moscow, Russian Federation, Johannesburg, Johannesburg, South Africa, and Lewis Center, Ohio.
All right. Well, join me next week for Feet of Clay. I might post a little something on the Instagram and Facebook, uh, Growing Pains Facebook page. Asking you, the listeners, if you have ever met a celebrity or somebody that you admired and you kind of built up in your mind as this great, amazing person, only to be left crestfallen when it turns out like maybe the person isn't all that you've built them up in your mind. So just comment in in the... um, Comment below. Let me know if that's ever happened to you. It's never, ever happened to me, actually. I mean, I haven't met a lot of famous people or people that other people would really call famous. So, but I'd like to hear your stories. So, all right. Join me next week. Bye-bye, everybody. And have a wonderful Friday and weekend.